Thanks for joining us for another Wednesday night edition of the Curtain Call. I'm I'm one of, I'm one of your hosts for tonight, Kevin Tate. We got the triple triple OG, uh, honorary homie, Shannon White, and we got the oxymoron, Big G. <laughs> yep, that's me, bro. Know why I call you oxymoron? Why you say that, man? Because your name Big G, but you my little fella. Mm. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm tired of you just taking it like that, man. You're usually like, man, I ain't no little. That's what I want. I want the reaction. I'm trying to be young, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be young, man. I'm trying to be young. So you can be older than me. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm three weeks older than you. If that makes you feel good, though, okay. Yep. But, gentlemen, what's up? Shannon, what's up, man? Well, obviously, you are an instigator. <laughs> Why you say that? Because you're picking on Big G. Every time I see your name, I always say Little Man Tate. <laughs> that movie. I always want to call you Little Man Tate. That movie with Jody Foster from the Yeah, yeah. 80s you make you picking on my buddy there. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I remember that movie. But we gotta give your wife Valerie credit today. Cause she was talking about me being an honorary homie. And I said, Yeah, I could be the hillbilly homie. <laughs> And I right. said, I like it. She come up with, I like it. The hillbilly home. Nah, I told her about, I told her about a show you told me about that you all was going to call it the hillbilly and something. <laughs> what was it? I don't remember now. My, my, my next project I want to do is Shannon shenanigans. Wow. But spell, that's spell a, shenanigans with S-H-A-N. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Big sure. G, but I don't remember good? what the hillbilly one was. <laughs> <laughs> Big G, what's good with you, man? Man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm just sitting here trying to relax a little bit. It's it's the middle of the week, Wednesday. But when I got the call from Shannon, man, I just couldn't resist, man. The curtain call, kicking it with Tate Boy Fresh and Shannon White, the triple OG, triple, triple, triple. <laughs> Gotta do it, man. Gotta do it. So I'm in the building. Yeah, I, Let's get the Steelers talking and do what we do, man. I gotta sure. get I gotta get Shannon's name right, man. You you know I said the triple triple OG. You done added some some triples and some OGs to it. Or I just got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, triple triple OG Shannon White, man. Triple triple. I triple gotta OG, admit it, triple. I love it. Yes, sir. <laughs> for sure, oh. for sure. Okay, fellas, well, we're gonna get into some Steeler talk. I'm assuming I'm assuming both y'all ready for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Always born ready, baby. <laughs> That's what we do. Okay. Okay. Well, the first thing, excuse me, I'm sorry. The first thing we got on the agenda is well, yeah, first of all, the title of the show is 60 days from kickoff. 60. Today. Yes, sir. So like so like the, the show cover says 60 days until kickoff. And Boswell going to be giving that thing a boot to the 49ers. And we're going to be, some of us may be at the game. Some of us may be at home in front of our TVs with our with our snacks and everything on that first NFL Sunday. Yep. It's not that far away. Yeah. Two weeks from two weeks from tomorrow is, is training camp. Yes, sir. And the Kevin? Yes, sir. I got a question. <clears throat> Go ahead, man. Based on your opening. You're pretty confident that Boswell's going to be the kicker. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure Boswell's going to be gonna the kicker. He's going to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he did. He did after I think 2018. He bounced back. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so you know, I'm. I'm expecting a, a good season from Boswell. Just. Just the. The overall vibe with the team is going to be good for everybody. 
Agree. Yeah. No, agree. I can't. Agree. I can't wait. One of the things we're gonna talk about is the receiver room and Deontay Johnson and his potential bounce back. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. But real quick, guys, just some basic NFL news. What you guys know about the New York Jets being selected for hard knocks, and what do you think about it? They cursed themselves, man. <laughs> <laughs> they had all. The, they had all the potential and all the ability to have like. A tremendous season but it's been traditionally known that if you allow cameras into a locker room getting ready for a season it's going to be bad vibes i just think that new york is already the mecca for media already the mecca for attention you just got aaron Rodgers. you're saying okay look we're all in for the super bowl and i think they just made a mistake because you have the right to reject being on, you know. No, 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 you don't. Yeah, the NFL, you can tell them no. If you if you got a new coach yeah, and you had a winning season the season before, I think those are the only ways you can get out of it. I'd have that's told why, that's why the Steelers have, have never been on it. Yeah, I'd have told them pass. <laughs> but you can't, Big G. There's more than one team that's got a new coach and had a winning season. No, but they picked the Jets. Trust me. Look at that. I'd have broke every camera that they try to come up in the <laughs> locker room with. I ain't going to lie yeah. to you, man. Because it's it's bad business, man. New York is already a thing, man. So now hopefully they can overcome it because I think that they're going to have a really good season. But I, I just, I don't like the cameras, lights, camera, action. They're trying to build some camaraderie. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Me personally, right. you know. I get it. Shannon, what you think about it, man? Well, it was uh, inevitable. We're going to, they're going to have Aaron Rodgers on primetime probably every week they can. Yeah. Only reason in on every week is there's a limit how many times your team can be on primetime. But, yeah. you know, this way here they get heavy matter even more. I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan, and um, I kind of seen this coming. You know, it could very easily turn into uh, some trouble in the locker room as well because they got the first-round draft pick the year before. Wilson now is the backup quarterback. And I don't think he's going to be – it's kind of going to be like a Ben uh, Rudolph situation. Could be. And that Wilson ain't going to be his biggest supporter. He, he's probably <laughs> going to create a little conflict in the locker room. Could so, be. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Big G. I don't, I don't think that's uh, what they really needed this year uh, if they want to make a serious run. Yeah. I don't disagree with it, but they didn't have no choice, I keep telling you, gentlemen. <laughs> huh? But did you read where they said that they had talked to different teams and they were having trouble finding a fit. Yeah, I mean, they was, can make you do it, but they always wanted to kind of be mutual. I believe yeah. it was. I believe it was up between the Commanders, yep. the Bears, yep, and maybe the Raiders, yep, and, and the Jets. That was the four teams. You're and absolutely one hundred percent right. To do it. Uh-huh. Right, but I mean, and so if, if you're the NFL, you're picking between them teams. You're gonna pick Broadway. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. pick. You know, New York. We got a whole bunch of New York Jet fans. It might cost them. It might cost them. At the end of the day, it might, it might cost, cost them. They did yeah. it in 2011, I think. I don't remember what their record was. I remember Darrell. That was the year Darrell Reeves was holding out and stuff. Y'all remember that? They was yeah. trash. They <laughs> went 2011. They was trash, man. It was trash, man. They wasn't like I said. I have to see a team be successful by having cameras in their locker room all the time. You know mm-hmm. that's why I'm so grateful and so thankful for Coach T. 
just sticking through some of the adversity and some of the stuff we had. Because I don't want a new coach. And I don't want hard knocks in Pittsburgh. And they can no. stay as far away from me as they possibly can. <laughs> because I, I'm trying to win. I don't care nothing about all that all glitz and grammar. We're trying to get a victory and some W's over there. So that hard knocks, nah. Nah. Stay away from stay as far away from Pittsburgh as you possibly can. But I bet, I bet if Pittsburgh was on there, you'd watch it. Nope. Yeah, you would be. I'd be mad. I'd be mad, man. But you'd be, be you'd be you'd be with your big pouty face sitting there looking at the TV. <laughs> mad. mad. <laughs> I'd watch mad. it. I wouldn't be happy, but I'd watch it. They'd have curse my team. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I ain't with it. Okay. Another thing. Let me let me try and remember. Shannon, Shannon told me about it earlier today. About the uh <coughs> um the Steeler Depot. Yeah. Said that Darnell Washington was going to be the biggest disappointment of 2023. They trash. Steeler Depot trash? They trash. <laughs> oh my call, god. How, how how can you hey 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 Shannon? Mm-hmm. You see, you see why I have G pumping his brakes, man. <laughs> they trash, man. They, matter of fact, they can they can take a lap. Is what they can do. <laughs> they can take a lap because how are you going to say? First of all, let me let me explain this, man. Darnell Washington might be the steal of the draft when it's all said and done, and it's all figured out, and they didn't said okay, who had the biggest effect for maybe not a non-starter because he's not going to start. Farmer's going to start, but having the biggest impact on the team. Dog, he, offensively, there might he might be the steal. Because, like I said, when they come out in 12 personnel, and I don't care what two wide receivers you put at X and Y, and if you put Friar Move and Darnell Washington in the slot and Najee standing next to Kenny Pickett, you can't stop it. It's unstoppable. It's set up for them to win every single time in the red zone. So, because Friar Move's going up the scene or Darnell Washington is going up the scene, all they got to do is catch it. You know, you got a double team. If you got picking on one side, and oh God, if you got Allen Robertson on the other side or Deontay Johnson, you better be double teaming one of them. So they run a fade route and you run the other guy right behind him up the scene. It's it's curtains, man. It's curtains. So, so, so that's why I said that they can go take a lap. They can take a lap for that prediction because they tripping. For real, for real. You mutate. I just said, okay, Shannon. What, what what do you think about it? What do you first? What do you expect from Darnell Washington this year? Well, I'm expecting him to make an instant impact as a blocker. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to the offense. The passing game is going to start out, and it's going to develop. So it might start out a little slow. And if people put any kind of certain numbers that they're expecting to see out of Darnell Washington, they might be disappointed. But yep. as the offense finds its rhythm, the running yep. game gets established, play action becomes effective, then we're going to see Darnell Washington make a huge impact. As I said, he wasn't the perfect tight end in the draft, but he was the perfect tight end for the Steelers. Yep. So I think that he will have a bigger impact than maybe what his statistics even show. Yep. Oh, and Shannon, we didn't even talk about the blocking game impact. Oh, it's going to be a huge impact there, yeah. That's an extra tackle on the field, man. So when we run them little jet sweeps and run them quick tosses or you run play action and hand it off to him and he's stalking a linebacker or, oh, God forbid, if they put a safety or a corner on him. It's Mm -hmm. cancel Christmas, man. It's cancel. Najee going to be running free. 
Did you see where? Did you see where Pat Firemuth was talking about trying to block Crosby of the Raiders last year? And he said that Crosby ragdolled him. Yep. Well, guess what? Ain't nobody going to ragdoll Darnell Washington. Nope. So it's going to be a little different this year. Right. Red zone is going to be ugly. Yep. When they get inside that 20, boy, they got a lot of pieces. It's yep. going to get ugly. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you guys. I mean, I don't think much is expected from Darnell Washington outside of blocking, being an integral part of the run game. I mean, I think if he gets 30 catches, two touchdowns, 275 yards, that's a great season for him for a rookie. I think that's low, but but we'll see. I think that's it might low. be low. I mean, that's my expectation in the past game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean there's he, only he, one ball. That's gonna right. be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we're gonna talk about that when we get to the excuse me, the wide receivers. Yeah. So the next thing, um contract situation. Yeah. Alex Highsmith and PZ Jr. What are you guys hearing? What are you thinking? Does a deal get done for Highsmith before camp, during camp? Will PZ be the camp? I mean, Shannon, what you, what you think about this stuff, man? Well, I kind of talked a little bit about it on the still curtain on, uh, I mean, uh, on the hangover on Monday. Uh, Highsmith is dedicated. He's good friends with Con. They already said they got everything worked out, but they're just going over the small details. I expected to, to extension to get signed late, the week before camp or the first week of camp. So I don't think that's there's anything to be concerned about there. And I think Joey Porter Jr. has the perfect guy, you know, counsel in Joey Porter Sr. Yeah. And he will tell him holding out or, or doing a sit-in at camp, whatever, is not the way. Because yeah. he needs all the reps he can get. Because yeah. he has to be a factor this year. Yeah. So I think that'll even get taken care of before camp. But if not, you know, his daddy's going to tell him, listen, the Rooney's will take care of you, but you don't do that, you know, when they're counting on you to be a factor this year. So I, I think there's really a, neither one of these situations, I think they're a non issue. Yeah. 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 Okay. What about you think, Big G, about the situations? Well, man, first of all, before I comment, man, I got to tell you. That live chat over there is lit up, Tate and Shannon. Yep, it it's is. lit up over there, man. They 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 putting all kind of good comments in over there. So we appreciate you guys following us on the live chat for sure. Definitely, tell, Definitely. Tell, tell, yeah. tell me tell me a comment to pull up real quick. Who, who man, are you looking at? Put the last one that they just just put up about Thomas Riley, where they said Muth Gentry Washington again and Cameron Hay. I mean Hayward, man. I mean that's what you're talking about the tight end depth that we have in that room. Where one of the, where where Hayward's probably going to play fullback. So, I mean, right alone, right there, tells you how much depth we got going on. And depth in tight end position causes problems in the red zone. Ask the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> ask, the old, ask the old school New England Patriots when they had two dog tight ends and Gronk and Gonzalez, what, what two dog tight ends do in the red zone. It causes a whole lot of problems, right? So, so that's the first thing. So, I, I love the comments. I love the stuff we see, and you guys, thank you. Yep. As far as the contract situation is concerned, Shannon, you're absolutely right. Spellman, I mean, uh, Highsmith, they're just trying to work out the little details, trying to get the little things fine-tuned. There's actually no rush to get it signed. 
Mm-hmm. Let's just get him signed right when he gets there on the, on day one. I've heard some stuff about Joey Porter Jr. though, and this is the issue. Joey Porter Jr. feels like he should be compensated like a first-round draft pick, even though he was the first pick of the second round. So they're fighting over really what's really apples to apples and oranges. It's like, okay, it's all fruit and it's all good, but feeling like you should get paid first round, I don't know. So, but you're, Shannon, you're absolutely right with that comment too by saying that he's got the best counsel in the world in his father. Mm-hmm. And his father's going to have him believe in, look, son, the Rooney family for sure. And the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is going to take care of you. You want to be there day one, lock down your position as a starting rookie corner. So that's what he's going to do. And if I had to give a percentage, 85%, he'll be there day one opening camp. He'll have the yeah. contract signed. My bad, guys. I was looking at these comments and trying to get things set up. Yes. So, okay, so 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 we have we have no worries about Highsmith or Porter, neither one of them. No. Both no. both gonna be out there ready to play September 10th against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh yeah. Hey, Kevin, yes, one sir? more quick comment. Sure. We gotta realize that the Steelers did something this year they've never done before. They give Keanu Benton some guaranteed in his third year of his contract. Yes. So they've never done that. Well, Joey Porter Jr. was the first pick of the second round. Yep. So you know he's trying to work something. You know, so I figure that's holding it up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Front-end compensation. Okay. He wants front-end compensation yeah. versus yeah. The, the guaranteed thing that Keanu Bitten had. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Okay. I wasn't aware of that situation, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um. So the next next little bit of news we got to talk about your boy, the guy that holds up holds up the back end that's been all pro three out the last four years, mm-hmm. so many interceptions. Yeah. Um. Via via New Jersey, not Kenny Pickett, <laughs> and Alabama. Who I'm talking about, guys? Minka. Fitzpatrick. Minka. 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 Yeah. So. Was it Sports Illustrated? It was, or was it Jeremy Fowler from? from I think ES, it was, e, I think ESPN. Was, I think yeah. it was Jeremy Fowler. Tell you, it was, yeah, Jeremy sure. Fowler, ESPN. Yeah, took a survey of coaches, GMs, and scouts, and our boy Minka was rated as number one safety in the league, just beating out Derwin James and a couple other guys, Simmons for Denver Broncos. Yeah. Um. I don't know. They, they listen to top five, but who cares? Minka's number one. Exactly. What do you guys think about that one? Hey, it ain't close. Ooh. It ain't even close. You know, I, I, Minka Fitzpatrick is a great ball hawk. Mm-hmm. He's instinctual. He's tough. And he's versatile. Uh. But the one year he didn't make all pro, he impressed me more than he has at any point in his career. Because mm-hmm. of his tackling. Yes, because they had no defensive line. They could not stop the run. And here he is, who is – they're wasting his talent as a ball hog yeah. by having him come down and play like a freaking box safety. Yeah. But he did it. Yeah. And he didn't complain. He didn't – you know, you didn't see him jump up and get frustrated because the defensive line's getting blown off the ball and not holding their responsibilities. He just went out there and worked hard. And, and that impressed me, buddy. To me, he should have been uh, – all pro all three years, 
Yeah. And he is easily the best safety in football. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like that. And I, I disagree. I don't disagree. I think he's probably the best ball hawking safety since Ed Reed was in his prime. Mm. Yeah. 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 Tate, facts. <laughs> That's fact, man. That's one, the, that's one of the best signs you ever had, man. Facts. <laughs> facts, man. The, but the issue with this, with Minka, and I think we're going to see a little bit different Minka this year that we've seen in a long time. I think the Minka we're going to see because of adding Neil as a safety by having two ball hawk corners that can play man press a lot more than what we've normally done. With, with, with Pete Patrick P, with Joey P, and then you can bring a nickel corner in like Trice and all three of those guys can press, you talking about Mika running around. And, now, you, not, and, you, and, you, and you got a great zone corner in Levi Wallace. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's going to be my favorite guy. I'm not saying he's going to be Palamulius. But I think there's going to be some flashes in the pan. Palamulius. There's going to be some flashes in the pan where you're going to be like, where in the heck is he lined up and what is he doing? Hey, listen, you know, guys, we got to remember last year, he did something he had never done before. Yeah. He was about getting their fights all the time. He was playing right on that edge and wiping guys out. Remember yeah. that hit he laid on the Bengals, the guy in the end zone? And Crushed they threw him. a flag and it was a clean hit. Yeah. But he yeah. separated him from ball. Yeah. And that physicality is something that, Fitzpatrick was actually able to show yeah. that he developed it the year before because he was having to make all the tackles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd argue that Minka, that game you're talking about, Minka yeah. and TJ single-handedly won that game, the first opening game against the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Without a yeah. doubt. Without a doubt. TJ and Minka's play was unbelievable. Right. You know, you know but, but like I said, he's going to cause problems. He, Mika, we're, we're he got a big six and a block kick. TJ had like three sacks and an interception. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mika's going to show a lot more. Like I said, that I ain't saying he's polymooly, but he's going to have some polymooly-ish type stuff going on where you're going to be like, man, I, I knew he was good, but oh my goodness. He's really the truth, man. Yep. You know? Right. He's going to – he gonna be like, is it Southwest Airlines free free to roam the skies? <laughs> free to roam the skies, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sideline to yeah, sideline. I mean, they, they go ahead and put uh Keanu Neal in the box, put uh KZ back in single high. Yeah, and let Mika just come down in the middle. Whether it's whether it's a nickel corner, where some type of type of middle linebacker. The, the quarter Kenny Pickett already said he confused me in practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I heard I heard Mika Pool and Palamuli in practice when the little pre-thing. And you know, I I heard one time, I'm actually fact I know that Troy lined up with his back turned to Roethlisberger in a practice. He didn't even look at him. He just had his back turned because he knew where it was going. Right. And mm-hmm. I heard Mika pull one of those in practice. Like, I don't even see need to see the quarterback. I know where it's going. And so, like that, when you can do stuff like that, you're special, you know. So that's why I think that you're going to see him, because the thing about playing safety is you have to have the confidence that your corners are not going to get killed, right? And so you could just you could just take risk, take chances, and that's what made Troy really what it was. He take risk. You'd be like, man, what is he doing? You know, there's been there's documentation out there to show that Troy was supposed to do ABC and doing this play. But he trusted what was going on with Ike Taylor and the rest of the guys. 
He was like, man, I'm going to go get that ball, bro. Forget what, what they called on the sideline. I'm going to get that ball. <laughs> so I think Mika's going to do some of that same stuff, man. You're going to see this year, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I agree with you. Um, and just the fact that you got Pat P, you got Joey Porter Jr., you got Corey Trice, if he gets any clock, and Levi yeah. Wallace, those guys, that's going to give the safeties a little bit of comfort that that the jam at the line of scrimmage. Yes. The press, the press made line of scrimmage is going is going to throw everything off a little bit and allow them a, just, just an extra second to roam and disrupt some things on the back end. Yep. All you need is 1001. All you need, all you all you need is an extra 1001. Well, yeah, extra 1000. Extra 1001. I thought you yeah. said all you need is 1001. Yeah. yeah, all you need is I was like, about to pump your brakes again, Big G. No, nah, you just need that extra 1001. So instead of the 1001, 1002, or 1001, 1002, 1003, and then they got an opportunity. If it's 1002 and somebody's in the quarterback face, problems is going to get caused. So that's why I say you're going to see, you're going to see a little different, a little different scheme maybe this year. Let's just right. say that. Right. Yeah. Okay. In other fun Steeler news, and after, after, after we talk about this real quick, we're going to take a quick break. Um, TJ and his big bro. Not 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 the Sco Bros, not Dave and Big Bro Sco, <laughs> TJ and Big Bro JJ. Yeah, going to be on that cereal box, man. You remember? You remember that cereal box and the, the cereal champions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember Bruce Jenner. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm old enough. Remember Bruce Jenner too, yep. Shannon. So yep. obviously, so is Big G. You know, he want to act like he's young. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I, I tell you, I hated the Wheaties box when Emmett Smith was on there. And my brother <laughs> was talking mess to me about it. I hated that Wheaties box, but I pretty much remember all of them. You know, all the Wheaties boxes. Yeah. You yeah. remember Chris Spielman? Yep. 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 was great. Massillon's great. Chris Spielman. We, we, yep. we played against Chris Spielman in high school. Yeah. Well, I actually played in a charity like, basketball like game. Yeah. I actually played in a charity basketball game. They had in the gym amongst the the, the the my high school seniors team. We played against Benny Blades, Chris Spillman, William White, and Barry Barry Sanders in our gym. Take remember that your junior yeah, year, well, my senior year. That's what I was talking about. I was talking yeah. about the uh, flag football game at the pep rally. Yeah, yeah. But we played a basketball, a little basketball game. Pick up four on four. Spillman scored on me, man. I was salty because he's <laughs> he's a short guy. <laughs> he's a short guy, man. So he was, but, he but, was a heck of a football player. Oh, yes, he was. Master good, good guy, too. Good dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big G. Yeah. So that, that leads us into a question for you, real quick. I can't resist. Hear your bias. Yep. Spillman, the best all-time linebacker from Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. He number one. I, I go him number one and Ryan Shazier number two. Ryan Shazier was a beast. He we was, know that. It's he, was, he was a beast. But but Spillman was a little different. And Andy Casimore was a beast too. I ain't, you know, I ain't I ain't forgot about you, Andy Katz. And AJ yeah, Hawk. AJ Hawk, you was a dog too. Yeah, they didn't so, do that in the league though. So they they not on my list. But but yeah, but <laughs> but Spillman was Spillman was a dog. You're not you're not you're not old enough to remember Marcus Merrick. No, I'm not old enough to remember him. You know, I'm not on the. What but about? I, uh, no, he played for the Browns. Too. Chip, Chip, somebody. What Chip Banks. Chip Banks. 
Remember him, Shannon? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Banks. Yeah, played for the Browns. Probably played with uh with old old Clay Matthews. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so Shannon, you got any thoughts about the Weedy Bucks? Um, <clears throat> I just the timing, timing of it seems a little weird with JJ retired now. Uh, but I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting and the. It gives uh, gives our guy TJ some more uh, pub because he's been disrespected a lot this year, this offseason. Everybody's forgotten. You know they don't realize he showed toughness to come back and play at eighty percent because he knew how valuable he was yeah. to the team. Yeah. And most guys would have said after this year they wouldn't have risked it. So I think it's disrespectful that they have him like at number five at the best edge rusher and stuff. But he's going to remind some people. Yeah. You can get, you can guarantee that. He's going to remind some people this year. Hey, so Shannon and Tate, I got, I got one thing, man. I think that the door is just still open a little bit for J.J. to do something. I think J.J. still wants to play. I just don't think that his body can take the preseason grind, right? But if there's an injury or something that happens – or something that's just untimely. I know he took a job working with the press, and I know all of that stuff, man. But, man, could you imagine just getting him in the black and yellow just for a hot second? And we have the Watt boys line up on defense, man. I, I probably would start crying. <laughs> to be honest, I would get so emotional. I'd be like, oh, my God. Do you, Did do you see you, how do? happy his wife was when they bought that uh, soccer team, soccer franchise, and that he's retired, yeah. and you know that that he can finally be part of the family more and everything. And once he made that official, yeah, I don't think he's gonna pull Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he come back and it cost him his marriage. I don't think JJ's gonna do that. Uh, you, I don't know, man. I don't think his wife would like know. that idea. I I understand, but man, there's something about the it's call just, of the football. Just, I, I don't know. I I understand what both of you were saying. But I understand what Big G is saying because then you get one chance to play with your brothers and chase that bowl because potentially that's what we're talking about. But Derek's gone. Oh, yeah, Derek is gone. Yeah, but to play with TJ, man. Ooh. Hey, speaking speaking of wives, Big G, Shannon talked to mine today. She told she told Shannon what a great guy I am. That's a good she thing. She did. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> thing. And, that's I, bragged on, I bragged on himself, too. Yeah. That's a good thing. I was being sarcastic, but thanks, guys. Yeah, that's a good hey, thing. Hey, man, it's a perfect place to go ahead and stop for just a little bit to go and pay some bills real quick. If you're watching on YouTube right now, just stay with us. We'll be back in just a few seconds. And we're back on the Curtain Call podcast, the Wednesday night podcast, hanging out with the homies. What is it, Big G? Triple, triple? The triple OG, triple, triple, triple OG, OG. <laughs> Shannon wow. White. Yeah, you're yeah. not saying the same thing every time. Yeah, got to mix it up. <laughs> that, that with Shannon White in front of it. I mean, yeah. that in front of Shannon White. Yeah. And we got from the homies podcast, the homie Big G. What's cracking, y'all? What's going on? Well, I guess I got to say now, the Homies Podcast and the Pump Your Breaks Podcast. Oh, yeah. Pump Your Breaks Podcast, 
Tuesday mornings, 5 a.m. on the Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network, Audio Side, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Check out the Pump Your Brakes. We got it going on over there, y'all. Yeah, we, hey, we, we the do. pump. You guys on the Pump Your Brakes? You're all fire. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all can wake up some people in the morning. So that, I highly recommend that. <laughs> it's like a, it's like having a double shot of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you man. might you might be right. We did our first show this Saturday. It was kind of fun. We got some stuff we can clean up and tighten up, but we'll do that just with repetition. Yeah, yeah. But gentlemen, moving on with the, the curtain call. Next up, I want to talk about the the Steelers wide receiver room. Crowded, man. Yeah. It's crowded. But so the question was in our notes: does Deontay Johnson bounce back? Does George Pickens break out? And can uh, Allen Robinson be the leading receiver? Ooh. And that's not even talking about Calvin Austin III. Yeah. So, yeah. Shannon, I go to you first, man. What do you think about this room, man? To me, it's, a, it's still a big question mark. Because, one, it's not all their fault. Can Matt Canada use them officially? Now, we know we got Glenn Thomas, and he's going to come in, and hopefully he will help in that regard. But they have to be able to scheme these guys over. Uh, Deontay Johnson has to show uh, – they have to get him the ball where he can run without – you know, he's scared of taking a big lick right when he catches the ball because he's small. So if they can get him the ball in space, then he has to show the toughness and elusiveness to do more with it this year, yeah. yards after catch. George Pickens has to show that he has worked hard and he has a full route tree now. He's cleaned his footwork up. He gives a consistent effort on every route. Some routes you can tell the ball, he's not primary target and he's going half speed. That's, you know, Randy Moss got away with that at a point and then he, you know, he grew out of it. But George Pickens has got to give a consistent effort. Allen Robertson, I just want to see be that security blanket, that guy, that reliable target that Pickett can rely on, that's vital to any young receiver. I mean, any young quarterback. To have that kind of veteran receiver. And then we need the other guys to actually bring something to the table, especially Calvin Austin III. Because he's the only guy on the roster that has splash play, game-changing speed, that he could take it to the house on any play. Yeah. Yeah. And if he gets the step, he's gone. Yeah. And the Steelers haven't had that since Mike Wallace. So yeah. um, there's still so many questions. That's why when we rated the receivers, you know, I had the Steelers down uh, in the third or fourth spot in the, uh, the division because they have so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Agree. So, Agree. So, so, Big G, what, what, what's your take on the receiver room? Oh, let, well, let me ask you a question. Okay. Who leads the team in receptions and in yards and in touchdowns? Receptions will probably be Deontay Johnson. Yards might be Pickens. Touchdowns is going to be a tie between Deontay Johnson and Pickens as far as the wide receivers are concerned. But I think that – so we have – first of all, this is an abundance of wealth to be honest. And it's actually abundance of good wealth. It's not like, well, this guy's not that good. That guy's not that good. They're all pretty good. They're all good enough to be make Pro Bowl. 
They're all of them good. Austin, Austin, we don't know yet. He's still young. But you're talking about a kid that runs a 4-3-40 that can take the top off of a defense every single mm-hmm. time. You put him in a slot, make him run a go route A. If they don't, if they don't drop one, it's adios muchachos to the house. You know, so just throw it on out there. So, but the issue is going to be some of it, Shannon and I agree about the problems with Canada, but I'm more thinking that this is on Kenny Pickett. Because regardless of what, let me let me explain something. I played Division I college football, right? I know what the OCs call and what they draw up and all whatever else. But you know how many times I done heard head coaches and OCs and all them other guys talking about, no, 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 yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Because the quarterback and the wide receiver or the running back, they trusted their instinct. They saw something, they knew what time it was, and you pushed the gas. That's why I'm going to know that Pickett has matured. Because Canada could call what he wants. Pickett could go up to that line. And just like y'all used to hear Peyton Manning talking about Omaha, 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 because he's trusting his eyes. He's He sees something where you might have called it on the sideline, but I'm switching this play up. So when you have the, uh, the abundance amount of weapons that the Steelers have, and they can just get the ball to anybody. I mean, we ain't even talked about Friar Move or Gentry or Donnell Washington or Hayward or Warren out the backfield or Najee out the backfield. Pickett's got... The best of all worlds. He's got to trust his eyes. Now, Canada can do some stuff and draw up schemes, but I'm telling you, they're not really that. Believe me, I'm telling you, I know. I never played pro, but I know what it is at a higher level. It's sort of on them, but it's on that quarterback to trust his eyes. Well, let me ask you this, Big G. Are you saying that the fact that Deontay Johnson had zero touchdowns, even though he was top five in targets, Yeah. That he had zero touchdowns, that that's not on Matt Canada, that's more on Kenny Pickett. Well, it's it, it's not on so much on Matt Canada because Pickett was a rookie, right? So yeah. when you're when you're a rookie, see, people gotta understand when you go. So I played high school, then I went to junior college, then I went to college, right? And what happens is the speed of the game jumps. It's not yeah. your ability and all whatever else, it's just how fast those guys react because. You're going with the best of the best and the best with the best and the best of the best, right? So Pickett, I don't know if he necessarily trusted his eyes right at the very beginning, but I do know what them last six or seven games look like. And I started seeing it. And I actually saw it. I was like, wait a minute. He trusts what he sees. Because he was throwing he was throwing <laughs> balls on seam routes, on outside routes. And I was like, wait a minute. Only, only guys that have all pro talent do some of the, do some of the things that he do. But did so, you see the chart? That came out earlier in the week where they showed the quarterback who made the most uh, high-quality throws into tight coverage. And what they said, threw the receiver open. Yeah. that What that really says, Kenny Pickett was number one. Yes. What that's really saying is Steelers receivers are not getting separation. Yes. Now, Deontay yeah. Johnson has great credit, you know, and a reputation. He gets five-yard separation right off the line of scrimmage. Yes. But because he doesn't have high-end speed and he doesn't like to run crossers and routes where his ability would allow him to continue to gain separation, he loses that five yards quickly. Yes. So as that play develops, he loses that. And uh, Kenny Pickett was having to make perfect throws or Trubisky, whoever was in there, for it to be successful. 
So I think it's a little bit of all three. I think it was Kenny Pickett's youth. I think it was the receivers not getting separation. And I think it's Matt Canada not being able to scheme guys open. Now, we know that Matt Canada can scheme tight ends and H-backs open. Go back and watch his production at Pitt. When they played teams that were a lot better and more talented than them, yeah, they was able to get. He was able to scheme them guys open. I think he'll do the same with this tight end room, which I think is the best tight end room in football right now, without a doubt. It's number and one. And then them running backs they got, I think he'll be able to do that. But he struggles with the wideouts. Yeah, yeah. But but like I said, once again, maybe that's why Allen Robertson and the fellas was hiding Kenny Pickett's luggage when he went to go get married. Because some sometimes, man, you can get, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you don't have to all you I remember Roethlisberger just giving Antonio Brown a look. Oh, yeah. I remember one oh, time, yeah. one time he just he gave him a little, just a little flick, and he knew what time it was. He was like, Oh, he's coming to me. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing where, like I said, Canada could call the play, but if we got something worked out where we know this is what we're gonna see, if they're spending time in the film room on the practice field, getting reps in, doing all the stuff that they know they can do. I ain't so much worried about Canada than I am. And I'm not worried about Pickett trusting his eyes. I just know that it makes it more and more dangerous. And the issue with the Steelers is the more dangerous the pass game becomes, even the more even deadlier the running game becomes. Because the running game might have to carry us off the back. But if, oh, if, if, yeah. but if you got to play, because we're, we're in 12 or 11 personnel and you got to play single high, or you, or you, oh my God, go cover two and you got six in the box and all Najee's got to do is beat one guy? Come on, dog. Come well, on, one man. One thing that concerns me is you was talking about that look that AB, you know, that B could give AB. Yeah. That was five or six years into their connection. Yep. Into their career together. Yep. Well, right now, Dante Johnson ain't going to be around that long with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson ain't going to be around that long. So yeah. he needs to develop that rapport with somebody who is, say, uh, Pickens, say, a Friar Mute. Like you said, that is the connection that transcends the play call. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But like I said, they still got to have that chemistry. Yep. So yep. the chem- your chemistry is what makes it work, you know. Okay, gentlemen. You guys chopped it up for a bit about that. But that wide <laughs> that receiver room is something to talk about, though, because <laughs> A lot going on in there. Yeah, yeah. But just real quick, we're gonna we're gonna jump off Steeler topic real quick, and then we're gonna jump back on to close out. Um, this one is just you know it's that time of year, not a whole bunch of football content and football things going on. We talked about the Jets being on hard knocks. We threw that in there. So now I'm gonna throw this in there. I want you guys' opinion. The best all time NFL uniforms. Any era, any era, anytime, any era, any time, anywhere. Yeah, Shannon, you Pick. go first. Go ahead. I said you Pick. don't have to ask me now. If you want five, yeah, number one's Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's why I fell in love with them. Yeah. One of the first things is I was on a black and white TV, and I'm like, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, and it's been pretty consistent. Teams have had all these others, you know, and I like the bumblebees. I like the, I like the block letters. I, you know. But pretty much the Steelers uniform and helmets have been the same. Yeah. And uh, so I love the Steelers. Um, I like the black. Uh, I, so I like the the Atlanta Falcons. I, yeah. I, I vote they're, they have some really nice uniforms. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think who yeah, you all pick, else. You pick, you pick Atlanta Falcons for all-time uniform? 
They've had something I really like, yeah. Okay. okay. I remember back when they had Steve Barkowski and them guys. And yeah. and, and the, the, the red and, and the black Billy, falcon. And Billy was White Shoes John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so if I if I go five real fast, I'll go Pittsburgh Steelers number one. I will go San Francisco 49ers number two. I will go Miami Dolphins number three. I will go Seattle Seahawks number four. And I hate to say this last one, but the uniforms go hard in the paint. The Baltimore Ravens, man. Their wow. uniforms, the Ravens uniforms, uniforms yeah. go hard, man. You guys pick all different than me. Yeah. But the Seahawks look like a freaking uh, highlighter. Not this year, man. They got they going <laughs> they going back to some of the throwbacks, so they they gonna be looking good out there. You know what mine are? I'm listening. Them oh. ugly orange sickles, Tate. <laughs> yeah, classy. Tate, they horrible looking. Look at <laughs> Doug, look at Doug Williams, man. He look all all dreamy and icicly. He looks soft as butter out there, man. Trying to play football, man. Get them out of here, man. The Houston Oilers. Ah, uh, no, no, not the powder, <laughs> powder blue Chargers. Lance now, now the Chargers, yeah, maybe, 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 and and never, ever, 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 ever will I cheer for anything going on with the evil empire and Bill Belichick. Never. It wasn't, it wasn't even the evil empire back then, man. It was just my picks. He had his. He I had like in the, the, I he like, had in I the like, plan. I, I, I like the fact. That the Steelers, they're up there. The, the traditional teams that don't change much. The Steelers, the Packers, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the 49ers. Oh, I forgot the Raiders. I did yeah, like I, I hate the Raiders too, man. I hate the Raiders too. I, you know, I got bias. I, I got a lot of issues. Yeah. I got a lot of issues with bias, man. I I hate the Raiders, man. I, I hate the Raiders. I hate the New England Patriots, and I definitely hate. The you Dallas mean, Cowboys. I, it's all the bad things in the world happen to those three teams. And only oh, the Cowboys teams. are bottom five. Yeah, yeah. Can't stand them. Hey, Big G, you making me think about the other day on the pump your brakes, man. I made a great argument for something. And it had to do because of something. I had I said something about the Pirates. Yeah. And you was like, you, you pump my brakes. You stopped me because only because you like the Phillies. Everything I said made sense. No. It did. <laughs> no, no. It's it's man, you know how we do. It's bias all day, every day, man. And my bias starts and ends with the Steelers. Always, all day, every day. Bias. But no, you 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 win against me because you like the Phillies, though. I did, I did. Phillies, <laughs> Philly, Philly, Phillies, like my second or third best team. But I, you know, because I'm a Phillies fan. But you know, it is okay. what it is. Well, guys, so we're gonna wrap up in a few minutes here. But I asked you guys to pick three. Of your all-time, I call it his second tier, but let's call them unsung, Pittsburgh Steelers. The qualification was no Hall of Fame. Yeah, Can't be like great players from great Super Bowl teams. Just glue guys, guys you like. And Shannon, you told me this one earlier. I'm going to put your first one up, then you can tell me two more, all right? All right. Oh, good pick, Shannon. Toledo, Ohio's own Nate Washington. Yeah. yeah. I was telling Tate. Uh, had a buddy of mine said he seen a guy in high school and in Tiffin College winning a slam dunk competition against guys that went on to play in the NBA. Yeah. And he said, I said, well, why are you telling me about it? He said, because the Steelers signed him as an undrafted free agent. <laughs> yeah. And Nate Washington was not only a great athlete, but he was a great dude. So, 
Uh, I, I, he was always the guy that I thought was incredibly underrated. Yeah. And he made some huge plays on them Super Bowl year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, another guy is Carlton Hasselry. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember him. Off of the lineman. Yeah. yeah he yeah, was an all-American, one of the greatest college wrestlers ever. And he just, they give him an invite. And one year, his all-pro year, you know, his career was short. But his all-pro year, he mauled guys. He dominated whoever was lined up across from him. And he was widely considered for that one year the best guard in football. Yeah. And, you know, I love to see a guy come out of nowhere like that. And it just showed that, you know, he didn't have to play all that football all through the organized football all through college. When you're that special athlete, the guy just loved the trenches. So yeah. I, he's another one. And then probably – um. You know, I know he was he was like a one hit wonder, but watch Barry Foster um, was just like he was like a bowling ball with legs. Oh my! It kind of reminded me of Jalen Warren, um, and I think Warren would have done really good in that offense in uh, '93 and '94, like uh, Barry Foster did. But uh, yeah, those three guys—they're not going to be in the Hall of Honor, uh, but they're guys that were I really enjoyed watching. It meant a lot to the Steelers. Yeah. Great, great, great picks, man. You said you said Nate Washington, Carlton Hassel Rig, and Barry Foster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those are take up a list, man. All all better than solid players. Yeah. And none of them will probably ever make the Hall of Fame. None of them. Right. Yeah, never. And that's the criteria. Nobody makes the Hall of Fame. All right. I was kind of shooting for more one year wonder types. Yeah. Yeah. Big G, you up next, man. Your first one you told me about. Pick two more. You talk about this guy right here. Lawrence Timmons, man. Yeah. From 2007 to 2016, man. In 2010, Lawrence Timmons probably had a season for the ages and could have easily won the defensive player of the year for the Steelers, even though Troy Palamula and Troy Palamula are my favorite guy. He had an outstanding season. He led our defense all the way to the 2010 Super Bowl, we didn't win. We didn't cash it against the Packers. But Lawrence Timmons, Timmons was that guy. He was a why didn't, bro. Why, 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 why didn't we win? Don't get me started, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Do you want me to tell the truth or you want me to just... just I, I, I just want you to know just one reason. Be quick with it. You don't got to get all into it. Ben was tripping. That's all I'm going to say. He was tripping. Oh, I was going to put on Mendenhall, but go ahead. No, Ben was tripping. Ben was tripping. Ben all was tripping too. But Lawrence Lawrence Timmons, man, is like he's up there, man. Like I said, a consummate starter out of Florida State University. Beast mode. Beast mode linebacker, man, for the Steelers, man. My second guy who will probably never make the Hall of Fame. But if you're a Steeler fan, even if you've been a Steeler fan the last 20, 25 years, you got to know who this guy is. Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton was a yeah. monster. Casey Hampton, Hampton defined three technique nose tackles in the NFL. You know, this guy could drop in coverage. I seen him do it. I seen him get a pick six dropping a set of coverage. But when you said, when I'm saying you had to put two offensive linemen on him every single time, you had to put two because he was going to cause problems. Hey, Kevin, can we actually, can he actually say Casey Hampton? Casey Hampton is arguably the greatest nose tackle in NFL history. But he, he won't get in the Hall of Fame. Well, he may he may not. He might get in as a veteran addition <laughs> later. 
But you're talking about a guy who's incredibly accomplished. I know, man, he's, but he ain't he ain't gonna see the hall. Yeah, he, he ain't gonna <laughs> see the hall, man. For the, for the for the rules of the exercise, he's okay. So even though, <laughs> even, though even though it's low hanging fruit, fruit, Shannon. <laughs> now my last one, I'm gonna go back in time a little bit. L.C. Greenwood for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not, and he's probably, and he's probably not going to get in. He's probably not going to get in. He's been, he's violent. He's came up over and over and over again, and they've never put him in. L.C. L.C. Greenwood was part. So for the young Steeler fans that's out there and follow us over in the live chat. That was one of our dogs of the Steel oh, yeah. Curtain defense. Oh, yeah. He was, I mean, people know about Jack Lambert, Mijo Green, Donnie Snell. You know, they know. Yeah. But what I'm telling you, L.C. Greenwood, and what a lot of folks don't know about L.C. Greenwood is this. He was a 10th-round draft pick. He yeah. wasn't supposed to make the Steelers roster. There was an injury that happened and occurred. The dude stepped into it, and the rest is history, bro. Yeah. He came out of an HBCU, 10th-round draft pick, Walked into Pittsburgh and became a legend at linebacker, man. You, I can't even just to be honest. I can't think about Jack Lambert without thinking about LC Greenwood. I just, I it doesn't not having. You got to have one with the other. You know when you start talking about steel curtain on uh, the steel curtain defense. Yeah. Hey yeah. guys, there's a name that we need, need to recognize. Touch. Yep. Touch Elkin. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for what he meant to the team and then to the city and to the Steel organization as an announcer. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great quality human being. Uh, I'm glad that somebody brought him up because he deserves recognition. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's my three. I mean, there's some other ones, but, but I, Man, I touched, I touched low- Lawrence Timmons, Casey Hampton and Elsie Greenwood. Talk about low hanging fruit. That ain't low hanging fruit. They ain't going to the hall, bro. They all time so still Grace, but they, 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 they LC Greenwood and um Casey Hampton. Well, LC Greenwood's all 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 decade. He ain't going to the hall. <laughs> I don't care how you cut it. He ain't getting it. And it's a shame. It's a shame. He should be in. Matter okay. of fact, I, I feel that at least from the steel curtain defense, probably at least 10 out of the 11 should be in the Hall of Fame. But that's just me. And once again, I'm going back to that old big G bias. You know how I do. <laughs> what, I think what, 10 what, out of what, 11. Be what proud thing? of it. Be proud of it. Be proud of his bias? Yes. I'm biased when it comes to the Steelers, but I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. LC ain't it. Hey, LC, LC should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a crime, and he probably yeah. ain't going to get in. 10 out of 11. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pump yeah. your brakes, Big G. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pick this up on Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> So 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 do do your homework and come prepared to plead your case. Yeah, I got you. I but got hey, you. so mine, man, I'm gonna show you how to do this exercise, Big G, and not just not just grab the apples and the pears right there hanging in your face. This is this this how you climb the tree, man. My first player. Oh, but he, he should be in the Hall of Fame too, Mr. Low Hanging Fruit. What is you talking about? Cardinal Cardinal Lake should Lake. Be in the Hall of Fame. Heck yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. How many Pro Bowls did he make? Man, Cardinal Lake was one of the best safeties in the NFL from 89 to 98. He was top two or three safety every dang on year. Come and on. And he dog. made Pro Bowls a cornerback. Yeah, come on, dog. Come on, dog. He made five, five, five Pro Bowls. 
Yeah. Wentz is the cornerback. Yes. He made the he made the nineteen nineties all decade team. Tate. That's a little low hanging fruit too, there, Kevin. Hey man, I'm about to get him. You can go kick rocks, man. (laughs) (laughs) You can go kick rocks because if you talk about Lawrence Timmons, Casey Hampton, and and Elsie Greenwood, and you pick Carnell Lake, come on, man. Kick Carnell Lake, man. I give you Carlton Hasselry, and y'all picking these all time great Steelers. I got got two more, man. My second one wide receiver. I believe out of Louisiana Tech back in 1984 ish. I think I know you're talking about. Matter of fact, I know I know. Go ahead. Name Go ahead talk. Tell no, me. I ain't naming him. You name him. Louis Lips. Correct. That's exactly what we're talking about. That was my guy. He was an amazing punt returner, man. He would catch everything. I mean, if he had like a quarterback better than Bubby. Trash. <laughs> See, I'm not going to call Bubby trash. I like Bubby, man. Trash, man. Bubby was lovable, but he. He wasn't accurate. Man, he man, it was a step up from Trubisky. Be, be, better, <laughs> better, 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 better between Bubby and, and, and Mitch. Bubby, but I said I just said he's a step up from Trubisky's. Oh, Bubby, Bubby, Bubby was yeah. yeah. Okay, to keep it moving, I got Lewis Lips. And my third one was an outside linebacker. We 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 I think he only played under under one contract when he left. I liked him while he was here. That was Mike Merriweather. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Definitely. And he had that one huge season. Yeah. He did have a one one huge season. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you see, all right. I got up, I got up off the low hanging fruit, Big G. So hey, can we have an honorary? I mean, people might get mad when I say this. I just want I want honorary, man. Go ahead, man. Antoine Randall. Mm. Yeah, Antoine, I love I loved Antoine. Yeah. Antoine Randall. Well, my, my, beast, my, my, my honorary is Heinz Ward. He going to the hall. <laughs> Oh man, he going to the hall. Tate, well, I'm gonna pick Ben Roethlisberger. Then. <laughs> come on, man, Tate, man, come on, man. Mm, 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 I'm just mm, messing man. with you, man. But fellas, man, it's been fun. It's been a great show. Oh yeah. Um, Big G, what you got going on, man? Let us know what's popping. Man, thanks again, Shannon, for letting me rock out with Tate Boy Fresh, man, on the curtain call, man. I have such a good time on the show, man. It's great feelings, man. I just enjoy doing it. It's real fun, man. But so, but this week, check me and Tate Boy Fresh out with the rest of the homies crew on Friday night, man, at 8 o'clock, where we get that AFC North talk in with the homies podcast, man. Then check us out on Sundays on the Know-It-Alls podcast at 6 o'clock. You can watch us on YouTube. You can check us out on Facebook. And you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thirdly, check me and Tate Boy Fresh out on Pump Your Breaks on Tuesday mornings podcast for the Steel Curtain Network, Fans First Network, as we rock out with this new show that we got. And if you think we have fun on the homies and we get a chance to have fun with Shannon and we kick it live on the Know-It-Alls, Pump Your Breaks, we get into it, man. And it's (laughs) solely about Pittsburgh Steelers for sure, for sure, for sure. So we were having fun with all those shows. And me and Tate Boy Fresh got a little baby project that we done built up and it's doing really good on Fan First Sports Network. It's called That Rather Cavaliers. It's us chopping it about the NBA and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So if you like the Cavs and you like Cleveland, check us out on That's Rather Cavaliers on Fans First Sports Network audio podcast with on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah, man. The, the, the Cavaliers are the closest NBA team to Pittsburgh. So check us out, Steelers yeah. fans. Yeah. What's up, Shannon? What you got going on, man? I know you... 
you the, the website changing up on you and writing your articles is becoming a little bit more challenging and stuff like that till you guys get it all figured out man what else is going on well we're just i'm just gonna have to go back to school man to, to learn <laughs> what else is going on right now but uh we're gonna get it all ironed out and and uh and i like i said i just appreciate you guys coming on again tonight and hopefully we can make this more of a permanent thing and uh because i just have a great time i think everybody enjoys it and i want to i want to do some more of these so but uh like i said you know you guys that pump your brakes that's a shot of espresso in the morning maybe a double <laughs> shot so everybody needs to check that out and stay tuned to see what we're doing here as well yeah yeah man well for me I appreciate it, Shannon and Big G. Shannon, thanks for having us again, man. And you know, when when everything gets ironed out and you figure out, you know, who 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 who, who your next partner partner or partner is going to be, I know you guys will let us know. Yep. Um, I just like to say before I go, Big G, it's a great time to be a fan for me, man. Oh yeah, I feel like Steelers great have a great season. Ohio State will have a great season. Oh my God, yes. The Cavaliers is undefeated in the summer league right now. They're gonna be looking better next year. Shannon, I'm all in. The, I'm all grabbing books and everything, man. Yeah, about yeah. the season, man. Take, yeah, for sure. And yeah. lastly, football gets started in September, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking by the time October roll around, my Steelers would be probably about four and one at the at the at the worst. I'm thinking. Ooh. And yeah. then my Cincinnati Rams gonna be in the World Series, baby. Take, I got to get you with the last one, dog. Stop it. I can't <laughs> comment on that it, one. Man. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it, Tate. Hey, man. Ellie De La Cruz is the best baseball player to come. You just sent me some stats on the day. I'm going to leave that alone. I did. But, I did. But for, 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 for the guys, for Shannon, for Big G, for the Steel Curtain Network, we appreciate everybody checking us out and being in the live chat and, you know, just watching the show tonight. Um, be sure to check all the other Steeler broadcasts. You know what's coming up tomorrow. The preview, yeah. The, the the big the big OG homie preview. Homies be back tomorrow. Jeff will be with his with his homies, Bad and, and Dave. Yeah. And then Friday, you get to look at Big G's face again, my little fella. <laughs> so be sure to check us out. Everything on the audio platform. Just search Steel Curtain Network, and everything will come up. And just you know, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Just wherever, wherever you get your audio podcast. Yeah. But yeah, so for that, Shannon, you about ready to take us home, man? We're ready. Woo! Peace, everybody. Thanks for watching.